What's up, everybody? It's Dan Binder Boneyard coming at you from the office. Uh, first podcast of 22. Um, it is frigid outside. You might hear uh, humming in the background. That is the heater running in the office. Um, yeah, because it's cold. It was like five degrees yesterday and it's warmed up a little bit uh, today. It's in the 20s i think it's actually supposed to start raining next week which is not super common um we normally get snow or uh sunshine yeah so we have a a mountain range that shields us from a lot of weather and uh and so yeah, just don't get a ton of rain here. That's why we have some good rust-free parts. So um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, the shares and uh, you know the mentions on the various Facebook pages and stuff, I, I really do appreciate um, the feedback I get. All the Patreon donators, um, you guys are great. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, so... Um, you know, this show is not very interactive since it's just me talking into a microphone, but, um, I do take your questions over the, you know, various platforms and then I try to answer them here sometimes. And, uh, I've had a couple requests to go over fuel injection and, uh, it's even gotten more, um, more important now that we are friends with Holly, um, we have kind of struck a deal with them as far as, um, you know, marketing partner and that kind of thing. We're going to, you know, you'll start seeing a lot more Holly stuff on our um, YouTube channel and, and that kind of thing. Um, and so, you know, I'm going to try... How do I say this? I've been doing this long enough to have experienced, you know, a lot of different fuel injection setups and the pros and cons of each one. So even though, you know, I I think that, um, how do I say this? You know, if, if another injection system manufacturer had approached me, um, I'm not sure I would have gone with it, but, uh, you know, the Holly one uh, the Holly stuff just seems to be the best aftermarket in my opinion. And like I said, we've installed Hamilton's and Phytex and AFIs and, you know, um, it just, uh, Holly has the money and the resources to put into, into making the best possible kits. And, you know, they have, you know, probably more kits out there than any other manufacturer short of the OEMs, you know, cause the, you know, GM throttle body stuff came out in 86 or something. Um, maybe even 85 on some of the cars, but, uh, yeah. So, um, that Holly just has a 
a deep history with with this stuff and and then the other thing about our partnership with Holly <clears throat> excuse me is the fact that internationals came with Holly's right from the factory uh it wasn't till later that they had you know the whatever that thermoquad whatever that thing was it was on the sev- late 70s scouts that i absolutely hate um you know and then sure there were some hollies that weren't great the what is it the 2210 uh that came on you know it's kind of an emissions carb and that one not my favorite either <laughs> not by far but uh you know as far as the older stuff goes you know the holly the single barrel 1904s and and then the 2300s and the 4150s and stuff those were all you know factory carbs and and so i i like being associated with holly since it was a factory thing back in the day so um yeah i uh i enjoy that a lot so um, but that's not the only reason why, you know, uh, we like the Holly stuff. So we're going to go over the fuel injection um, pros and cons right now. And so um, a lot of people look at fuel injection as a way to correct a poorly running engine. Uh, but what I try and tell people is if you have a carburetor and whatever ignition system you have, it, the engine needs to really be running good on that um, because if you're going to put a injection system on, it's, there's a good chance that it might run marginally better, but it's you know not going to change the world. So um, you know it's really best that you have a good running platform to begin with. Um, and yeah, you know, like my red truck, if you saw any of my YouTube videos lately, um, you know, it runs great. It starts right up. It's got a, you know, 2300 Holly carb and Petronics uh, igniter in the in the distributor. And that's it. And it runs great. And it gets, oh, you know, 13 miles to the gallon empty. And it's fairly reliable. Now, if I put the sniper kit on that, again, if you saw any of my videos, you'd see that I have a manual choke and I've got to pump the pedal twice when it's cold. And I have a, a uh, ritual that I go through to get that thing started. So the sniper would do away with all of that. Um, you know, just turn the key and start it. Uh, there's no choke. There's no pump in the pedal. There's no whatever. And and it fires up in the cold, and uh, you know it idles how it's supposed to, and you know I probably get another mile per gallon out of it, maybe. Uh, so you know if if you have a really good running truck with a carburetor, uh, I I would maybe caution against going to FI if you think that or expect you're going to get some sort of earth shattering improvement because you probably won't um you know i usually see about a mile per gallon maybe two on some some setups but 
for the most part, it's not a huge gain in in um, mileage. What you do gain is convenience. Um, so, you know the the system that's really big and has been big in the international world for quite a while is the Hamilton system. And if you've been around at all, you've probably seen Bill Hamilton on the Facebook pages or on Binder Planet. Uh, Bill wrote a bunch of tech articles in the early 2000s that kind of cemented his his place on the planet. Um, and then he developed this injection system using, you know, all GM parts, uh, uses a you know, 88 GM throttle body, uh, uses all the GM sensors, uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, and he also sells, it's included in the kit as a modified distributor so that, uh, you can have timing control as well because there's the thought, uh, you know, that to have the best optimal operating engine, you need the computer to control the timing as well as the uh, fuel flow. And that, you know, it has some merit on an engine that uses all of the sensors, like a knock sensor and that kind of stuff. But Bill's kit um, deletes all that stuff. So there is no knock sensor and you know it has minimal sensors throttle position map um o2 and temp i believe those are the only sensors that it it still utilizes um there's a map sensor too i guess uh so you know it's it runs minimal sensors so I'm not sure that the timing control is as critical when you take away um, some of the other input that it that it needs. Because um, if the timing is just relying on throttle position, that's real similar to a vacuum, you know, to uh, the vacuum advance on a traditional distributor. So um, the upside to his system uh, is that he can set the ignition curve um, so it can be a little bit hotter a um, little bit more a little bit more snappy um, over the traditional vacuum setup um, but at the same time the system is set you know so he burns a chip based on the information that you give him you know if you're running a cam what size engine you know that kind of thing and he'll burn a chip and then send you the system you install it and then you need to round up a laptop and install some software that he sends you and then you have to log data with your laptop while the system is running, you take it on a drive, whatever. Take your laptop for a drive. Then you have to email the data to him. And then he will burn you another chip that is a little more fine-tuned. And then you have to open up the computer, install a new chip, send him back the old chip. 
uh, and you'll do that two or three times um, until the system is is running just right, assuming that there's no other problems. Um, that setup, you know, we've installed a few of them over the years. Um, you know, all the shops have IH parts. All of, they all did the Hamiltons. Um, what we found as as a shop, and I know um, if you talk to some of the other shops, they'll agree that it was difficult to um, it was difficult to do on customer trucks where you didn't have them in your possession for a long period of time. Because uh, you know when we're doing jobs, you got to turn and burn if you got to get rigs out the door to make money, and when you know you've got to mail chips back and forth and tune and and go over any issues and whatnot, it's very difficult um, to make a lot of money. And then when the rig is in the customer's hands and there's a problem you can't just tell them to crack open their laptop and plug it in and figure it out. Like you have to get the rig back. Well, when, you know, they're 17 States away, uh, it's really tough to do that. And, um, you know, and then you're trying to get the customer to talk to bill because of, you know, it's his system, but you know, we did the install. And so it's, it's, uh, it's good for a system is good for a mechanically minded person who is doing it themselves and, you know, wants an all inclusive system. Um, the next one that we had the, the you know, the next most experience with is the FiTech system. Uh, it's not terrible. Um, not our favorite, the um, handheld controller and the engine management stuff was definitely dated. Um, it's real clunky, kind of. It's not really intuitive. Um, but we've had Fitex on a couple of trucks, and um, so you know, like I said, we got them to run. Not not our favorite. The, some of the sensors were um, a little bit old, but you know that system would be fuel only which is nice for the guy that doesn't want to deal with distributor or you know you spend a bunch of money on the DUI Davis um, distributor or you've got you know a MSD box or a bunch of stuff that you don't want to give up to go to injection so you can run that that Fitec system as fuel only uh and again you know it uses the same system or the same sensors as a Hamilton does, you know, throttle position, temp, map, O2, um, you know, idle air, that sort of stuff. So, um, you know, this, the operation is the same as, as the other ones. Um, I know guys that have the Phytex and they haven't had any problems and they enjoy them. Um, you know, and then I, I do know some people that have had problems and, the Fitech customer service isn't the greatest. Um, you know, it's hard when you launch a product like that and then you don't have a large staff to handle issues. Um, so, you know, it, it, it can be that way across the board. Um, and then we get down into the Hollies. Um, 
And one thing I'll say is I'm not talking about the full line of systems, you know, because Phytech sells systems that are compatible with like blowers and turbos and, you know, thousand horsepower, four barrel setups and, and dual quad setups even. We're not talking about that. We are talking about base, you know, two barrel systems for, you know, our 150 horsepower engines. Um, so that's what I'm, I'm really trying to emphasize here is I know some of you guys that are really into this stuff are probably going to get a hold of me and go, Oh, did you know that they do this? And, Oh, this is, you know, this system does that. It's like, like, yeah, we're Holly guys, but I'm not going to talk about, talk about a Terminator X system because there's no, we're not running it. Like I personally am going to run a Terminator on one of my race car builds, but for the average Joe who is, you know, looking for performance and reliability, uh, you know, that's what we're talking about. Two barrels, uh, you know, maybe the four barrel sniper, but that's, that's it. Um, you know, all that high performance stuff is for another group of individuals, but not, not us. <laughs> so, um, anyway, uh, so you get to the Holly. Um, I really like the handheld controller. Uh, you know, it's, it's intuitive screens. Nice. Um, same thing as the other systems uses a map sensor, temp sensor, you know, O2 sensor throttle position. Uh, it also has an, um, a manifold air temperature sensor, which, uh, I don't think any of the other systems run. So by using the air temp coming in, that helps it fine tune even a little bit better. Um, and the nice thing about the Phytech and the Holly is that you can do all of your tuning from the handheld. There's no chips that have to be sent in. There's no tuning uh, elsewhere. Um, and if you do need aggressive tuning that the handheld can't do, um, they just email you. Holly just sends you a file and you plug your there's an SD card in the handheld and you just pop it out, burn a new tune onto your um, SD card and pop it back in. And, uh, you know, we're still learning some of the, the more powerful features of the systems. So I'm sure I'm going to leave out some stuff, but they are, they are tunable to the guy that wants to, wants to learn that. But also they are self-learning to the point where, um, and I've had multiple people tell me this and we've experienced it ourselves. We do the install, start driving it. And our first tank, you know, our, our miles per gallon is like 12. Continue the same style of driving. The second tank of fuel is like 13 and then continue the same style of driving. And the next tank would be like 14 and a half. And, um, it just continues to learn and, and continues to learn and it just runs better and better. Um, you know, so the, the Holly, the 2300 two barrel system, um, you know, it really is, really is a good, uh, option for the international engines. Um, <clears throat> one thing that, you know, we've noticed in the kits is that it needs some different fuel line fittings because of the way the water necks on the, 
on the uh, international engines get in the way of the fuel inlet outlets. So um, on the kits that we put together, we include the correct fittings. Um, and then, you know, if you do buy the full Holly kit, um, you'll need more fuel line. It doesn't come with enough to run front to back on the scouts. Um, or, or any of them really. It's good for a car. I think there's enough line in there if you were doing a, you know, Mustang or something, but, uh, but for the scouts, no, there's not enough to get to the tank and back. Um, so anyway, so there's my, uh, my take on the systems. Again, the Phytech, uh, you know, there's various levels of kit you can get with them, you know, the full, the full kit with the pump and all that, just like the Holly kit, you know, you can get fully loaded, uh, set up with it too. Um, so, uh, so now the next part of this podcast, we're going to talk about the actual installs and things to look for. Um, because this is kind of the same across the board. All of the systems are pickup and return. So the fuel makes a loop. Uh, Holly does offer a returnless system with a regulator. Uh, we have not installed that, uh, so I can't I can't speak for that. I've heard some guys say it's good, um, but uh, but you know for what we're talking about, it's the it's a loop system. So. Um, all the kits come with high pressure, uh, frame mounted, uh, inline fuel pumps. You definitely want to make sure you have a filter before the pump, uh, and then the filter after the pump, the in- injectors are, are, you know, sensitive and they can't have a bunch of grit run through them. So you got to make sure you install that. Uh, one thing you'll note is that scouts have, well, all the internationals, um, Unless that you've got an 80 or an early 800, they have quarter inch fuel line, but everybody else has five sixteenths fuel line. And so you will need a conversion barb adapter to go from the five sixteenths line coming out of the tank to the three eighths line that the systems use. Um, and you'll want to be as close to the tank as possible. You don't want, you don't want the restriction of five sixteenths line to um carry for very far um if you have one of our aluminum tanks we offer an in-tank pump setup that supplies the correct um psi and it's in tank so it's quiet uh so yeah if you want to go that route we refer to that as our ls tanks but it works on other throttle body setups too so again like i said all the systems come with an external pump you know mount that to the frame uh, close to the tank. You don't want it up at the engine bay. You want it close to the tank. And then, um, you know, route your fuel line carefully, uh, up in the engine bay. Like I said, with the Holly, you need some different fittings to get the fuel lines into the throttle body because of, uh, of clearance with the water neck um the hamilton the fuel lines come out the back of the unit um and so it's con- it's convenient because you can run the fuel lines right up the back and uh if you have a junkyard near you uh some of the gm trucks use steel braided fuel line 
uh, up there. So you can you can snag the steel braided fuel line off of you know a junkyard truck, and then that kind of cleans up the engine bay a little bit as well. Um, so you know, but the Holly stuff you know comes out the front, and same with the Fitech is similar, I believe. But I I don't remember having to use a special fitting with the Fitech. Um, so then up there at the, uh, at the engine, just want to make sure that your wiring is routed correctly and tidy and you don't want the, um, injection wiring anywhere near the spark plug wires or the coil wire because that can send, um, questionable pulses to the computer and can throw it off, um, you want your O2 sensor as close to the exhaust manifold as possible in the head pipe there, um, you know, so it can get the as accurately as possible um, exhaust readings. Uh, what else? Uh, you'll want a offset base air cleaner. Uh, Summit sells them. I don't remember the part number off the top of my head, but it's a, you know, two inch tall, 14 inch round offset base, uh, air cleaner that goes a long ways towards, um, helping with the fit of everything. Also, um, with the Phytech and the Holly, you know, you can run it right off of, you can run it off of points even. So it just hooks right to the, the coil. There's a tack wire that goes to the minus side of the coil and, um, you know, the, the wiring on those is real straightforward, a couple of powers, a couple of grounds, um, and then it's all self-contained in its own harness. Um, you know, the important thing is just keeping them clean, keeping them up out of the way. Uh, routing is, is important. Um, you know, we try and put the temp sensors in the manifold, normally at the back, uh, passenger side, there's usually a port that you can get um, the the temp sender in there. I try to really avoid putting the temp sensor in the water neck because um, that's, you know, where the thermostat is. So, you know, it'll, I, I don't know. I think it's more, at least for us, we've had better luck with them in the intake because it's picking up, you know, actual engine temp instead of, at the thermostat where it's waiting for the thermostat to open. Um, so it's, so it's going to stay in closed loop longer because it's just, it's just reading cold water, uh, until the thermostat opens and then, you know, lets it know that the engine is warm. Whereas the other way, um, in the intake, it'll start to pick up engine warmth a little sooner uh, and maybe bring it down, bring the idle down and start making adjustments a little earlier. Um, I don't know. There's two different schools of thoughts on that. I just, we seem to have better luck with it in the intake versus the thermostat housing. Um, that, and it kind of keeps the engine bay a little cleaner with the temp sender back there. Um, you know, the Hamilton system, the map sensor is remote. I think this Phytech is also, so you have to have a nice mount for that. I think Bill's system comes with a mount for the coil and all of that stuff. So, um, you know, his system is, is packaged well and is fairly clean, uh, 
because it's like I said, it's tailored right for the international engine, um, whereas the Fitech and Holly are a little more universal. So you have to get creative with that. Um, but again, they don't have stand you know outside parts. The map sensor is in the Holly um, throttle body, um, so you know it's really clean and, and self contained. Um, so what other little things? Oh, your return line. Um, you know, there's no good way to return fuel on an old truck. They just don't have that many ports. So what we do is, um, on the scouts, there's a half inch fuel line, uh, that's the vent fuel vent on the filler. And, uh, you take that little panel off on the driver's side and you can look in there and you see the, the filler neck. Um, so we have a brass T with a, a port on it that we put in there so that it's returning to that big half inch line. Um, cause you don't want restricted return. You need to make sure the return line is free flowing because any restriction will cause the system to run rich. Uh, any backup like that will, will make it run rich no matter whose system it is. So it's not you got to make sure you have a good return so we use the vent uh on the tank and it seems to work pretty well and you want to go high though don't put your vent don't put your return down at the bottom at the tank where it's really easy to get at because that creates filling problems because fuel will pool down there at that t and it won't vent properly and then you end up with filling problems so you put the t up high in the line in the in the vertical section of the vent line and then everything seems to drain drain out better and and uh and flow better so the the return is really important um you know one other thing that people kind of miss is you got to have a good battery and you got to have a good charging system if these systems aren't seeing at least you know 12 and a half volts while it's running they start to act weird they they gotta have decent power, um, otherwise it throws the computers off and they start to make adjustments because they think that, you know, they might be seeing a certain air fuel ratio, but the low voltage means that maybe you're idling too low, and so it's trying to bring the idle up to get the voltage up. Uh, we've seen that on some, um, so so yeah, just really helpful to have good power good wiring, um, you know, clean connections, all of that stuff. Um, but yeah, it's just important that your system is routed correctly. Um, the wiring is, is clean, like I said, and, and shielded from spark plug wires. Um, you know, the monitors, if you're using a handheld, got to keep them clean. Um, but, you know, it is really handy having those monitors with the digital gauges because then you can see you can see tack, you can see engine temp, you can see voltage, you know, and, and actual as an actual gauge and not the, you know, guesstimate needle that the factory gauges have. So really enjoy the having the handheld. And on the Terminator that I'm going to run on the race truck, uh, it has an entire dash with like oil pressure and, and all that stuff. So I know it's not for what we're talking about today, but I'm just saying that, that there is potential for greater, um, output in the future. 
But uh, one other thing, I know this cast is running long because it is a huge, huge topic, but uh, there's the multi-port fuel injection that I know Bill sells, and I think somebody else was doing it. Maybe Fitech had a universal multi-port setup. Um, with the current electronics that run that, it is what they call a batch fire. So it is firing four injectors at a time. And even though only one cylinder is firing at a time. So you do have a little bit better throttle response because it's actually firing the fuel right into the top of the valve. But it's fueling four cylinders. You know, so there's an excess of fuel, maybe. I don't want to say excess, but there's... It's not as clean as a single port fire like, you know, what modern systems do. Uh, so I don't know if multi-port is, is right for everybody. It's definitely blingy and it looks neat, you know, with these fuel rails on your intake and stuff. But I'm not sure that it's for everyone. And, and last I heard, there was no um, mileage or performance gain from anybody that had done it. Because I know a few people went from traditional throttle body style to the multi-port style and picked up no noticeable difference at all uh, or or mileage or horsepower gain at all. So uh, I'm not really sure it's a system that needs to be uh, looked at with these old engines. But anyway... Uh, I did all this from memory, so if I forgot something, I'm sorry. I'm sure I left stuff out. Uh, if you have any other questions about it, just you, you know, shoot me a message. Ask me some more stuff, whatever. We'll try and hash it out. But you know, uh, definitely do your homework on the systems. Uh, I know Levi's gotten really good at putting the Hamiltons in. Um, a lot of us, you know, IH Parts America, they're doing a lot of Hollies. I know Jeff's truck, the one that was on Ultimate Adventure, it runs a Holly. Uh, I run Hollies. Um, I think Mike Moore drives a Chevy pickup. So <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> um, I know he's done a few Fitex and Hollies too. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, like I said, if you have any questions, I missed something, hit me up. I'll try to straighten it out. But uh, anyways, thanks again for listening. Really appreciate it. Um, love you guys. Till next time, I'm Dan, Binder Boneyard. Binder Boneyard.